Hare Krishna. A warm welcome to all of you for today's session. The topic for the day is heaven and hell. In all scriptures, we have some understanding of Swarga and Naraka, heaven and hell. So today we are going to discuss in detail, quoting from our scriptures, what is the right understanding? What exactly is heaven and hell? So before we get into the discussion, let us all together pray, seek the blessings of Srila Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Shri Krishna, so that we can have a very, very fruitful, meaningful discussion and with a lot of practical day-to-day -day life applications, takeaways. So please join me in offering the prayers. <clears throat> Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavnebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So today we will be talking about three important aspects in our discussion relating to heaven and hell. The first aspect is in all scriptures, I repeat, in all scriptures, be it Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, be it Ramayana, Mahabharata, or for that matter, Bible, 
Quran. In all scriptures, there is mention of heaven and hell. The details may be different, the descriptions might be different, but the concept is there. Like when I was studying, I studied in a convent school and we used to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then in Islam, Jannat, you have heard this word Jannat, it's referring to some kind of heaven. And then we have Swarga and Naraka in our scriptures. And uh, we also have words like Vaikuntha, Goloka. And a lot of people get completely confused when we hear these words. For many people, Golok, Vaikuntha, Swarga are all one and the same. So let's properly understand what is heaven and hell. First and foremost, we should understand that broadly speaking, there is the spiritual world. Krishna in the Gita says, Parastasma tu bhav anyo vyakta avyakta sanatana. There is another world which is beyond this material world which is vyakta and avyakta. Vyakta means it manifests. This world has come into being and one day it will get annihilated. That's why we have for creation Brahma, maintenance Vishnu and annihilation Lord Shiva. We talk about Trinity in Hindu religion. So Vyakta Avyakta Sanatana, there is another world which is beyond this material world and that is called the spiritual world. So Lord's creation is this material world, this material creation and there is another world which is ever existing, eternal, beyond this material world and Sanatana, that is the spiritual world. This Swarga and Naraka is referring to the places of enjoyment or comforts in the material world. For example, even on this planet Earth, we have different countries offering different standards of living and prosperity to its citizens. For example, in America, the average man enjoys a better standard of living, materially speaking, in terms of social security, in terms of comforts, in terms of amenities, infrastructure. And there are some poor countries where there is no even proper provision for drinking water. People have to walk miles for fetching water, no proper sanitation. People have to go to fields to evacuate, things like that. So just like in this planet earth, we have some places which are very opulent and some places which are the standard of living is very bad. So likewise in this material world which has many many planets, 
14 planetary systems we talk about. So there are some planets where the standard of living is very very high. Indraloka, Brahmaloka, they are called heavenly planets or heavens. Just like here in this material world we have beautiful women, men enjoy the company of women, there are apsaras there, far more beautiful, celestial beauty and the standard of enjoyment is very very high. The lifespan is very high, the comforts are very high, the standard of enjoyment is very fine, people have very fine tastes. Just like even in this world, we see people who are very, very opulent and rich. They have very fine taste, taste for classical music, fine arts. They may buy a painting for 15 lakh rupees. They have very fine taste. So likewise, their standard of enjoyment is very high in some planets, in this material world which is called Swarga. And just like we have third world countries and very poverty stricken countries, likewise there are some planets where the standard of living is very bad, people by and large suffer, there is lot of pain, lot of misery, lot of agony and such planets are called Naraka or Hell. As I mentioned, different scriptures may call them by different names, nomenclature may vary, the details might vary, but the concept is the same. So what we have now understood is, we have the spiritual world which is far above the material world which is called Vaikuntha, Gologdham, spiritual world, the kingdom of heaven. And we have, we have the material world in which there is different standards of living. Some planets where the standard of living is very high is called heaven and some planets where there is lot of misery it is called hell. Now who goes where? When a person is very very pious, engages in lot of pious activities, punya. Punya means opening hospitals, serving the poor and needy, opening old age homes. These are all activities which are termed as pious activities or punya. When we accumulate lot of punya, then we are promoted to heavenly planets. To give an example that when we are Having the right qualification, we can, like Indians always aspire to go to America, if you have the visa, if you have the right qualification, if you can somehow manage to get the right kind of sponsorship or a job, you can go to US and enjoy that standard of living. And likewise, if a person engages in a lot of sinful activities, which is also called Papa, <coughs> a person will get degraded to hellish planets after his death. So in human form of life, depending on the choices we are making, the activities we engage in, whether it is Papa or Punya, we get either promoted or we get demoted 
we can get promoted to heavenly planets we can get demoted to hellish planets or we can remain in this earthly planet but one very important point which we all have to make note of whether we go to the heavenly planets or the hellish planets although we may consider it as a promotion but still they are part of this material world and one is not absolved of one is not freed from the miseries of janma mrityu jara vyadhi birth death old age and disease a crude example even in america we know it's a very prosperous country but still there is death and it is very very obvious now during covid times we are seeing there's a lot of death happening in the us although it is prosperous comparatively it has a very very wonderful medical infrastructure everyone has insurance policies government has social security still there's a lot of death more than 6 lakh people have died i don't know the latest numbers but yes it's quite huge so even though a person may be living in palatial bungalow with all the amenities with all the comforts with good infrastructure high standard of living still old age is there death is there diseases are there and finally rebirth is there the other day i was speaking to uh, a devotee friend of mine who was prior to joining the temple was working in a company it was a us company and uh, they had operations in india about 600 odd people working from india and he was explaining to me what kind of job he was doing and you won't believe it it was it came out as a surprise to me that company which is into billions of dollars is all about the main product is where a person can go online and book what's going to happen to them after death in in other words how the cremation has to happen a person can choose the coffin the person can upload the list of people who have to be invited for the final rites can upload the list of all the people with the email ids whom all have to be communicated after death because unlike india the children after 16 17 once they become teenagers they just move away and that's been there as part of their culture for ages now they may have some link who knows the parents gets divorced the father marries someone else mother marries someone else so they are quite loosely knit when compared to india so they are not even sure whether the son would be there for the final cremation so since they have social security number they have so moment a person dies it is the message goes to this company and depending on what kind of uh package you have taken the entire thing is triggered they will come with the coffin the kind of coffin you have chosen the body will be taken the right kind of people will be called they will be invited and all the arrangements for the final rites would be made by this company so the point here is 
even though a person may be very rich, he is still not absolved of Janma, Mrityu, Jara, Vyadi, birth, death, old age and disease. In the US, just last year I was reading, there was an article which says that when there was a hurricane and a tornado, the government was quiet. They can, they can have systems where they can warn the citizens well in advance, they can forecast all the things. But then once the tornado or the hurricane was coming, 36 people died. Although they evacuated a lot of people, they were, they, were, they were asked to move to some shelter, some strong places, but still 36 people died. Sometimes we think that death happens only in third world countries or countries like India where the infrastructure is very poor. Sometimes when, especially in smaller towns or village, you call a uh, government dispensary and maybe if you are in need of an ambulance, who knows you may get an answer that ambulance has gone to drop the doctor's children to school. Or who knows the wife of the doctor has is using ambulance to go and purchase some vegetables, it's gone to purchase some vegetables from the Monday. So we think that in a country like this where the infrastructure is not up to the mark, we have deaths happening, we have people suffering because of old age, but that's not true. Death is there even in America. Death is there even in all prosperous countries. Old age is there, diseases are there and again birth is there. So therefore, our Shastras say, Abrahma Bhuvana Loko Punar Avriti No Arjuna. Even if we go to Brahma Loka, which is the highest planet in this material world, the heavenly planet, where the lifespan is much, much higher. Abrahma Bhuvana Loko Punar Avriti No Arjuna. And once our, so when we enjoy, our pious credits gets depleted. Just like in a bank account, we have some money, basis that money you can have a standard of living, you can buy latest gadgets, you can go and shop for the things you want. But as you are shopping, your bank balance is depleting. Every time you use a credit card, it is getting debited. Every time you purchase something, it's getting debited. Likewise, when we enjoy the currency which is getting debited from us is the punya currency. And when we suffer, when we undertake some misery, then the papa currency is getting depleted. So that's why it is said because of punya we enjoy and because of papa we suffer. So, abrahma bhuvana loka punaravartino, when that pious credits gets depleted, then Punar Avritana, we again come back to this fallen condition. We again glide back. Just like you have a bank balance, again it gets depleted. Who knows, it becomes nil. And if the company gives an overdraft, it can become negative also. So therefore, knowing that Papa, Punya, Heaven and Hell are part of this material world, even if the standard of enjoyment is very high, because still we are caught up in this cycle of birth and death, punarapi janma, punarapi marana, a devotee who is in knowledge, a learned person does not make elevation of himself to a heavenly planet as his goal. 
Like in India, for many people, going to America is their goal, their aspiration. It's number one thing in their wish list. They think success in life is if I can somehow get a green card and get, you know, citizenship of US. So, our scriptures say that even if we may get promoted to heavenly planets, they are like, they are still a prison house. Still they are Dukhalayam Ashwatam. It's a place of misery. And just like in a prison house, you know, you have different classes of prison because you have different types of prisoners. Sometimes you have a prison cell which is you know, dark, damp, practically no amenities, shared bathroom, you have to sleep on a, on a bench made of stone. So there are prison, hardcore prisoners we are made to stay in. There are prison houses where you know, just the food is dropped from the top. It's practically like a ditch, no light, no ventilation. I don't know presently such, but in olden times, yes, there were prisoners who were made to stay in dungeons, pits, dark. And there are prisoners who are, you know, the VIPs recently, Lalu Prasad Yadav got bail. He was also behind bars. But I'm sure the kind of prison what he was in is different from what a normal prisoner is put into. I'm sure he must be getting his meals on time, the newspaper, I'm sure must have all the amenities, must have got an attached toilet, all kind of, you know, maybe a television for him to get updated about the latest happenings. It's also a prison house, but it's A-class prison house. So whether it's A-class prison house, B-class prison house or C-class prison house, it's a prison house. Your freedom is checked. So the freedom of the living entity who does not want to die, who does not want to become old, who does not want to become diseased is choked. Whether it is the heavenly planet or it is the hellish planets. So all scriptures talk about heaven and hell. Heaven and hell are part of this material world. Even if we get promoted there, in one sense it is not a great achievement because we are still not absolved of the problems of birth, death, old age and disease. I'll just read out some quotes from Srila Prabhupada's teachings. In this way, the living entity forgets his position as an eternal servant of the Lord. Why do we come in this material world? We forget our real position, who we actually are. He instead, instead of serving the Lord, he becomes a servant of Maya. Maya means that which is not. So if we analyze, although we may say that I should not serve anyone, I am not a servant. Why should I serve God? We may rebel, we may put forward this kind of arguments, but the fact remains that we are servant, we are serving our, the dictates of our senses, dictates of our mind. It is his misfortune that by forgetting his real contact with the Supreme Lord, he becomes a servant of Maya. 
As servant of Maya, he sometimes becomes a king. Heavenly planets. And sometimes an ordinary citizen, sometimes a Brahmana, sometimes a Shudra and so on. Sometimes he is a happy man, sometimes a prosperous man. We see all this flux in this material world. Somebody who is very prosperous, he becomes a pauper. Somebody who is very famous becomes suddenly infamous. Vijay Malya, you know, people were so, such a wealthy businessman. He had so many industries, especially in Bangalore, he was so famous. There is a separate, you know, city called UB City. And uh, he got implicated in all this scandalous things. Sometimes he is a happy man, sometimes a prosperous man, sometimes a small insect. Sometimes he is in heaven. We are talking about heaven and hell. And sometimes he is in hell. Sometimes he is a demigod. Sometimes the living entity wanders all over the universe. Brahmanda Brahmite Kono Bhagyavanji. We are Brahmanda Brahmite. We are wandering from one planet to another in this material world, in this material universe. Only when he comes in contact with a bona fide spiritual master, he can understand his real position. Otherwise, for all of us, the goal of life is to enjoy life, to enjoy and dabble in sense objects, eat, drink and be merry without knowing why are we in this material world, why there is death, why there is old age. He thus becomes disgusted with material existence. Bahunam, Janmanam, Ante. After many lives of wandering here, there, being kicked by Maya, like a football, sometime as a king, sometime as a beggar, sometime in heaven, sometime in hell. At that time, he awakens to his Krishna consciousness. Bahunam Janmanam Ante Gyanvan Maam Prapadyante Krishna says will come to me Vasudevam Sarvamiti Samahatma Durlabha That Atma which has come to the understanding that I should surrender to Vasudeva and he is all in all, he is the absolute truth. Such an Atma is very rare. At that time when he becomes Krishna consciousness, he comes to Krishna consciousness. He regrets his past experiences in material world. He regrets because he has come to his senses. This regret is very beneficial because it purifies the living entity. What was I chasing? What kind of wrong goals I had? What kind of aspirations I had? What kind of wrong understanding about life I had? A devotee comes to his senses. He then prays to the Lord to engage in his service and at that time Krishna grants liberation from the clutches of Maya. So even if one is in the heavenly planet, still he is in clutches of Maya. In fact, because the standard of happiness is much higher, the possibility of a person forgetting his real position, just like we had the example of the Govardhan Leela. Indra actually forgot that all his powers are coming from Krishna and all that Leela was enacted to bring Lord Indra to his senses 
that all his powers, we all know that Leela, how Krishna lifted the Govardhan hill and you know, all Arjun, this Indra sent all the Samvartaka clouds and all kinds of, you know, things to destroy Vrindavan. And eventually Krishna protected all the Vrajavasis. And finally, Indra was defeated and he comes to his senses, falls at the lotus feet of Krishna. So this world is so designed that we might want to get promoted to heavenly planets. We might want to enjoy heavenly pleasures, but every such pleasure independent of Krishna will have a reaction. Yehi will result in misery. Nothing comes free in this world. Whatever enjoyment we might aspire for, minus the Lord, forgetting our real position as servant of the Lord, we will suffer sooner or later. So devotee comes just like a servant in the house. If he takes the position of the master, he cooks the food and before even serving the master, he eats it. Starts living in the main bedroom where the master is supposed to be using. And the master gets to know he will be very upset with him. This is a crude example. So we have taken the position of trying to take the position of the Lord. Try to be the enjoyer, to be the Lord of all we survey, to be the controller, to be the master, to be the enjoyer, to be famous, to be glorified and we suffer the consequences. So therefore, it's mentioned here, the devotee regrets that and when he comes to Krishna consciousness, comes to his senses, the Lord frees him from Maya. Devi Esha Gunamai Mama Maya Dhurattaya Krishna says this divine energy of mind Maya is Dhurattaya. It's very very difficult to surmount. Maam evaye prapadyante Maya mehetam tarantite. So a devotee should actually not aspire for heavenly pleasures or heavenly planets getting promoted there. Should actually aspire. A devotee actually prays to the Lord. Oh Lord does not matter where you keep me heaven or hell, all what I want is an opportunity to be engaged in your service. Srila Prabhupada gives a very nice story, how people are so maddened by materialistic pleasures, with no understanding of what is spiritual world, why we are suffering, etc. So one time there were some Christian preachers who went to London and they were preaching in a place where there were coal mines. So there were miners there, they were working in dark, damp coal mines. We all know coal mines below the earth, it's very dark, damp and sometimes we heard of some accidents also. So the preachers were telling all the coal miners in the sermon saying that if you do not surrender to Jesus, then you will go to hell. Sometimes the preachers are fanatics. So they said, if you do not surrender to Christ, you will go to hell. So some of the miners, they were quite naive. One of them asked, what is hell? How does it look like? So they had no clue about what is hell. So the preacher told them 
Hell is a place which is dark, damp, a lot of suffering. So that's what they were doing whole day, morning to night. That was their workplace. So it did not enthuse them. What's the difference? So that's what they are, you know, morning to night. They've got accustomed to that's their life. Dark, damp. So it doesn't really inspire them, motivate them to surrender to Jesus because the status quo remains the same. Even if they go to hell, it's dark, damp. So is the coal mine where they are working. So then the Christian preacher told them, you know, hell is a place where you will not get newspapers, where you will not get alcohol drinking. And then all of them came to the sense, oh, that's very miserable. No, no, we don't want that place. And then they got inspired. Yes, we want to surrender to Jesus. So people have no idea that for all the activities we are doing, we are accountable. If we are engaged in sinful deeds, we will have to suffer the consequences. We may degrade ourselves to lower species of life. To hellish planets and if we engage in pious activities we will elevate to heavenly planets but still we are not absolved of we are not freed from the cycle of birth and death and hence the devotee chooses his goals very wisely his goal is not to get promoted to heavenly planets his goal is not to enjoy heavenly pleasures that's the goal for majority, 99.9999% people, including so-called religious and pious people. Their goal is somehow, with the blessings of the Lord, enjoy life. I was hearing a lecture in which it was mentioned that for many of us, the main meal, just like you have a main meal, and along with the main meal, you know, there's a lemon served, and on the main meal you can... You can put some lemon, squeeze some lemon and it enhances the taste of the main meal. So for many of us so-called religious people also the main meal is materialistic pleasures, sensual pleasures. And yes, we all 5-10 minutes in the morning we do some religious activities, some pious activities. It's like squeezing lemon to enhance the flavor. So that we can enjoy our material life nicely. We can have more materialistic pleasures. Enhanced materialistic happiness. But that's not what a devotee aspires for. So this is the first point which I want to say. In all scriptures, the mention is there of heaven and hell. And as I mentioned, it is part of this material world. And a devotee does not aspire to go to heaven or he is worried about hell. He is always concerned, Oh Lord, wherever you want to keep me, I don't mind so long as you engage me in your service. Second point is, let's understand more about the spiritual world. We talked about heaven and hell. Now what is the spiritual world? Spiritual world Krishna talks about in the Bhagavad Gita, Man mana bhav mad bhakto mad yaji maam namaskaru. If you become conscious of me, you will come back to me. Yad gatva na nivartante tad dhamam paramam mama. He talks about spiritual world, his dhamma, the kingdom of God. 
and he's inviting all of us. This material world, Krishna has declared in the Bhagavad Gita as Dukhalayam Ashashvatam. It's a place of misery and Ashashvatam means it's temporary. Bhutva, Bhutva, Praliyate. It has come into being, stays for some time and it will be annihilated in due course of time. So Krishna is inviting us. We have a desire to lead a life of permanence where there is no death. See how people are so concerned these days. We see death all around us. People are trying all means. How we can avoid death? How we can avoid getting infected? How we can not lose our near and dear ones? There's so much of concern. There's so much of panic. Nothing wrong about it because that's the nature of a spirit soul, an atma, sat, chit and ananda. To always be happy and experience sat, permanence, eternality. But we are wanting to experience that in a wrong place. We are trying to experience sat in a place which is asat, this material world. Thinking that if we get promoted to heaven, we will experience Sat, which is not true. So, <clears throat> our scriptures also mention of Vaikuntha, which is spiritual world. <coughs> Just like you have material planets, likewise you have many spiritual planets. And then the topmost of the spiritual planets is Golok Vrindavan, Golok Dham. And a devotee of the Lord aspires that he can go there and serve the Lord in association of all the devotees there. So I'll just read few more quotes from Srila Prabhupada. A self-surrendered devotee of the Lord. So we talked about the wrong understanding and now what's the right understanding? What is the understanding of a devotee? He is called Narayana Parayana. Such a person is never afraid of any place or person, not even of death. For him, nothing is as important as the Supreme Lord. And thus, he gives equal importance to heaven and hell. Actually, in one sense, again, a pure devotee is not even afraid of death. Because he knows that he is eternal and his only concern is, Oh Lord, please engage me in your service, in heaven or in hell. He knows well that both heaven and hell are creations of the Lord and similarly, life and death are different conditions of existence created by the Lord. But in all conditions and in all circumstances, the devotee never goes against the will of the Lord. Anything sent by the Lord is taken as a blessing by a devotee. See, we always want peace. We always want happiness. We always want comforts. As a person becomes devotee, his paradigm changes. He is not aspiring for happiness. He is aspiring for how I can always remember you. Mind you, 
having said that it's it's a quality of a pure devotee and we have to move in that direction somebody may say it's very difficult what, what you're talking about is something very idealistic yes it may be idealistic but the solace is not zero or one logic it is not that one day when you become a pure devotee then you will experience freedom from death as we become devotees we start experiencing that joy start experiencing the reciprocation of the lord start experiencing that i should not be pursuing all this false materialistic enjoyment and aspiring to go to heaven and hell therefore maharaj parikshit was never afraid we know maharaj parikshit was cursed by shringi to die in 7 days because of snake bite but he was not afraid of death he just left his kingdom went to the bank of ganges met shukadev goswami heard shrimad bhagavatam for next 7 days and died thinking of the lord that will not be our case if we get to know that in 7 days we are passing we will be having so much anxiety so many things to settle because we have so much attachment therefore maharaj parikshit was not afraid of death and was not bewildered by such things that is the sign of a pure devotee of the lord so it's a very exalted thing that's why in the bhagavad gita krishna is saying traigunya vishaya veda nistraigunya bhavarjuna o arjuna vedas are talking about you know you do this you will get promoted to heavenly planets you do this you will get nice beautiful wife you do this you will get lot of prosperity because all kinds of people are there and vedas are are trying to elevate all the people staying in different statuses different consciousness different level of their spiritual emancipation and trying to move to the next level so those statements also have a place but bhagavatam calls that dharma or that religion as kaitava dharma cheating religion because goal of life is not to get promoted to heavenly planet goal of life is not to worship some devi and devta and get a beautiful wife or get lot of opulence worship lakshmi and get lot of wealth that's not the goal of life ravana was very materialistic he wanted to enjoy sita minus ram without knowing or without giving having that understanding that it is a property of ram it's meant for his enjoyment and we know that how eventually he was devastated killed so coming back to the third point the first point was mentioned in all scriptures all scriptures talk about heaven and hell and then we talked about how spiritual world is different from heaven and hell it is not part of the material world unlike heaven and hell and the third point is what will take us where point is what will take us where so we talked about if we do punya then we get elevated to heavenly planets if we do papa engage in sinful activities we get degraded to hellish planets therefore in the bhagavad gita krishna talks about karma vikarma or impious activities karma means pious activities 
एंड अकर्मा अकर्मा मीन्स एक्टिविटीज विच डज नॉट हैव गुड और बैड रिएक्शंस सो भक्ति और डिवोशनल सर्विस आर दोज एक्टिविटीज विच आर डन फॉर द प्लेजर ऑफ द लॉर्ड यज्ञार्थार्थ कर्मणो अन्यत्रा लोकोयम कर्म बंधना इफ वी डू एनी एक्टिविटी विच इज नॉट परफॉर्म्ड एस यज्ञ यज्ञ मीन्स फॉर द सेटिस्फैक्शन एंड प्लेजर ऑफ विष्णु और कृष्णा यज्ञार्थ कर्मणो अन्यत्रा अन्यत्रा मीन्स अन्य अन्य मीन्स अदर दैन दोज एक्टिविटीज अदर देन यज्ञ यज्ञ मीन्स दोज एक्टिविटीज विच आर मेंट फॉर सेटिस्फाइंग और प्लीजिंग द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड यज्ञार्थ कर्मणो अन्यत्रा लोकोयम कर्म बंधना वन गेट्स एंटैंगल्ड इन दिस मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड एंटैंगल्ड मे बी इन दैवनली प्लैनेट और इन दैलिश प्लैनेट Wherever a person may be, he is still entangled in the cycle of birth and death. So Krishna talks about karma, vikarma, and akarma. Akarma means those activities which do not have any material reaction, good or bad, but it has a spiritual benefit. Materially, we may not benefit by getting promoted to heaven or hell, but spiritually, we get benefited. that the soul is getting purified of all the impurities which has covered the soul and it's getting qualified entitled to go back to the original home the kingdom of god so all devotional activities shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam pada sevanam archanam worshiping vandanam offering prayers dasyam serving the lord serving the devotees sakhyam being friends with the lord develop that maitreya bhav sakhyam atma nivedanam surrendering oneself such activities when performed in relation with the lord for the pleasure of the lord will disentangle us from this material world and will take us to the spiritual world shri prabhupad mentions in the narsimha purana it is said that helish inhabitants began to chant the holy name of the lord and they began to elevate from hell towards heaven so if we are suffering in some hellish condition that's how you know we all have the understanding of shraddha ceremony pindadana lot of people may do it very ritualistically without proper understanding the proper understanding is when we offer the food to lord vishnu it gets sanctified it is gets spiritualized and that spiritualized food the remnants we offer to the forefathers pindadana and when a living entity eats spiritual spiritualized food then his sinful reactions are burnt so the concept being that in case the forefathers are suffering in some hellish planets because of the sinful reactions by partaking the remnants of the food which is offered to vishnu that spiritualized food the the sinful reactions can be burnt to ashes and the soul can be relieved of that suffering same thing is being meant here mentioned here that by chanting the names of the lord one becomes can get elevated from hell to heaven muchyante yam namni udito narako api 
simply by chanting the holy name of the lord the inhabitants of hell become released from their hellish persecution the devotees of the lord are not defeated anywhere in the universe it is stated narayana para sarve one who is narayana para a devotee of the supreme personality of godhead he is not afraid anywhere whether he is sent to hell or promoted to heaven because a devotee has the greatest wealth the greatest treasure and what is that narayana he has the wealth of the consciousness the remembrance of the lord so he is not afraid of hell or heaven and he is just interested in serving the supreme lord many of us in ignorance out of agyan not knowing the real thing our real position we are trying prabhupad says in one lecture we are trying to make this place which is dukhalaya a place of misery we are trying to make it sukhalaya in other words prabhupad also sarcastically says we are trying to make toilet a dirty room toilet has its place but a person if he starts decorating the toilets start you can't make it a dirty room it is meant for a different purpose so likewise this material world is created by the supreme lord which is also compared to prison house rather than aspiring for settling down in this material world and leading a life of peace prosperity and happiness a devotee of the lord aspires to serve the lord and get promoted to the spiritual world to go back home back to godhead i have received this question many many times from people that we all understand that we suffer because of our sinful deeds because of the sinful reactions would it not be nice if somehow we could correlate if today somebody is suffering if he can correlate that he is suffering because he did this sin two days back or maybe two months back if he can correlate then it will be much easier for that person to come to his senses the logic is quite sound in other words if a person is eating beef and let's say he is going through some misery and if he is able to understand the correlation that he is suffering because he has eaten beef in the past then he will eventually stop eating beef just like when a person is penalized for breaking a traffic law let's say he is not wearing a helmet and the police cuts a chalan then he can correlate that i am being penalized because i am not wearing a helmet and hence he becomes cautious and next time onwards he will be wearing a helmet but here in this world we are not able to see the correlation although conceptually we know we suffer because of our sinful deeds but we are not able to see the correlation why is it so if the lord can enable such a thing that we are able to see the correlation then everyone will come to the senses and will not do sinful deeds so people ask why such arrangement is not there why don't we remember that i am suffering today because of so and so past sinful deed of mine 
the answer is we have come in this material world to be the lord to be the enjoyer minus the lord ichha dvesha samutthena dvanda mohena bharata ichha desire and dvesha envy so if the lord somehow makes this arrangement that we are able to correlate and remember that we are suffering because of so and so deed of mine then we will use our intelligence and avoid doing all sinful deeds and engage only in pious deed and try to settle down peacefully in this material world which is not what the material world is made for prison house is not made for somebody to settle down in prison house it is meant to punish the criminals so that they realize their mistake come to their senses and they come out of the prison house as reformed citizens so if we are able to see the correlation we will continue to be the lord to be the enjoyer avoid all sinful deeds and try to enjoy and settle down peacefully in this material world which is compared to prison house which is not the purpose of prison house therefore we will have sufferings if we engage in materialistic pursuits we will encounter difficulties and challenges lokoyam karma bandhana will get entangled maya will torment us and krishna says bahunam janmanam ante after many many lives will come to our senses vasudevam sarvamiti samahatma sudurlabha so <clears throat> this world is very wonderfully designed by the lord he is the most intelligent lord the supreme lord the cause of all causes these days lot of people are bewildered where is lord there so much of suffering the world all over people are suffering because of pandemic one lady asked me this question why the lord is not intervening why there is so much of suffering where is the lord and even so called pious religious people get bewildered actually the lord is very kind the kind of sins we have done the kind of sinful activities we have engaged in the kind of trouble we have given to the lord the kind of pain we have given to the lord is nothing compared to the pain what we are undergoing now i was reading an article in mumbai alone there is one slaughterhouse in chembur which is now functioning at some 20 or 30% of its capacity and even today daily about 14000 cattle are getting slaughtered every day 14000 if you if you go past that slaughterhouse you will see truck loads of cattle coming every day and the trucks parked there and it's automated 14000 cattle getting slaughtered every day this is over and above you know find the chicken shop mutton shop in every corner every street and it's been going on for years not only here world over there so many automated slaughterhouses lakhs and lakhs of cows are getting slaughtered and the lord is watching don't we think there will be a reaction in fact lord has been very very kind and patient he's been very merciful 
but he has given us a free will if we misuse our free will we'll have to suffer the consequences and that's what we are seeing in this world if we engage in sinful activities we will suffer now the world is becoming hellish we can't walk freely we can't move around freely even they say in the house you have to wear a mask and sit because it's airborne all kinds of theories are now there so this is hellish life and the reason being we have engaged in lot of sinful deeds so we should come to our senses our scriptures our acharyas shila prabhupada is giving us the wisdom that human life is meant to come to our senses to become a devotee of the lord serve the lord and eventually go back to the kingdom of god the spiritual world and enjoy blissful life in association with the lord so we'll take some questions we have some questions which has come in this question is from saurav m is the spiritual world manifested or unmanifested as i mentioned earlier this material world is vyakta and avyakta sometimes it is manifest sometime it is unmanifest after the creation it is manifest and after annihilation it will be unmanifest mahat tatva that some total of material energy the spiritual world is always manifest it is not it does not come into being it does not stay for some time and eventually gets destroyed that's why krishna says parastasmat tu bhav anyo vyakta avyakta sanatana it is sanatana it is eternal so the spiritual world is beyond this material world which is manifested and unmanifested this question is from saurab parihar it is also it is also come under punya when we help a poor while knowing that he is in the situation because of his karma yes punya activities is when we engage in helping someone although that is not the highest kind of activity it is punya it is better than doing papa but still one is not freed from the entanglement in this material world and hence a devotee is not interested even in engaging in activities which are called punya this question is from lahari how many lifetime it takes to become a pure devotee of krishna prabhupad was asked this very same question how many lifetime will it take for us to become a pure devotee of the lord prabhupad says this very lifetime we can become a pure devotee of the lord the choice is ours we have a free will krishna says surrender unto me mam ekam sharanam raja but because of our conditioning because of we have exercised misused our free will for so many lifetimes we have so much aspiration so many material desires it will take some time the choice is ours if we want we can become a pure devotee in this very lifetime for example we tell devotees chant 16 rounds follow the four regulative principles somebody can potentially start chanting 16 rounds today somebody may not even chant 16 round after 10 years the choice is ours all the instructions are there the do's and don'ts are there how to go about leading our lives how to remember the lord how to structure our day irrespective of which ashrama we are situated how to be conscious of the lord instructions are there it is left to us how we practice how much we practice how sincerely we practice and if we sincerely practice 
this very lifetime we can become purified and go back to Godhead. This question is from Aryan Sonthalia. How can Sita be considered as a property of Ram to be enjoyed? Sita we are saying as property of the Lord because Sita was the wife of Lord Ramachandra. Legally speaking, wife and husband, they are meant, they are meant for each other enjoyment. That, spiritually speaking, yes, every one of us are Prakriti and the Lord is original Purusha. Every one of us are meant to be enjoyed by the Lord. But in a marriage relationship, there is Prakriti and Purusha. The man takes the role of Purusha and his wife is meant for enjoyment of the husband. In that sense, I said it is meant for enjoyment of Lord Ramachandra, being a bona fide wife of Lord Ramachandra. This question is from Lahari. Is it natural that when a person comes to Krishna consciousness, he suddenly loses interest on watching movies, entertainment related stuff and very easily gives up intoxicants like chocolates? Yes, it's a fact. One very easily gives up. There's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. Vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehina. For a dehina, for an embodied soul like us, Vishya vinivartante, to give up sense enjoyment is very, very painful and very difficult. That's how people who are not in Krishna consciousness, they make a lot of plans to cut down their eating, to lose weight. They know that I am drinking a lot of tea and coffee. They will make their resolutions. I will cut down my tea and coffee. They also succeed for a few days, but later on they binge. And whatever they have sacrificed, they again catch up. And that's how we see people like a pendulum. They lose some weight. For some days they do some fasting. And then again they binge and lose back and get back the same weight. So Krishna says, Raso Varjam Raso Piyasya Param Drishwa Nivartate. But one when experiences a higher taste, the lower taste peels off. For example, if a person is, is used to eating Sukha Chapati with some salt and you go and tell him that you should eat fruits and vegetables, uh, the Sukha Chapati will not have enough vitamins, minerals, it is not a wholesome diet. The person does not have much choice because he, is, he can afford only Sukha Chapati. You tell him to stop, he will not stop because he is hungry. But if you give him a better option and you tell him that I will daily provide you with nice sumptuous meal from the temple, Rajbo, can you give up Sukha Chapati? He will easily give up. Same is our case. When we come to Krishna consciousness, when we start chanting Krishna's name, when we start hearing Bhagavad Gita, then we experience a higher taste. This higher taste is not imaginary, it's a real thing. Raso Varjam Raso Piyasya Param Drishtva Nivartate. We experience a higher taste. And because of this higher taste, automatically, without even we wanting, we start losing taste for lower things. We should not be afraid. Somebody may get afraid now. Somebody may get a uh, little scared that if I start and a lot of people get scared that if I start chanting, I lose taste for movies, I lose taste for nice food stuff and I don't want to do that. So therefore, I will not chant. Actually, we should not get scared. We may lose 
something but krishna will provide us something much higher much better much greater krishna may take away something but in return he will provide us something much higher and much greater so we should not be afraid what if i lose taste for lower thing how will i enjoy life yes krishna will give us a higher taste and we'll enjoy much higher pleasures so and yes we should be little cautious sometimes our family members will misunderstand because they will see that you know suddenly we've started attending gita classes started chanting and all of a sudden we are you know we are becoming completely according to them abnormal because abnormal people don't watch movies abnormal people do not go this normal people watch movies normal people you know eat all kinds of food stuff so we have to be little cautious because we are living in a family we have to deal with family members so we can take some guidance from devotees who are experienced how to handle such changes which will come about in us and how to handle our near and dear ones it requires some maturity and i'm sure some devotees who have gone through such changes they will have that required experience and they'll be able to guide how to go about dealing with such changes this question is from aryan jain why arjuna even after gaining knowledge of bhagavad gita and seeing krishna live being friends with him accepting him as master still had to go to heaven and not moksha i am not sure what you are referring to but one thing i can say for sure that arjuna similar question was asked that arjuna was in the company of the lord then how arjuna fell in illusion in maya how arjuna fell in ignorance so the answer is although krishna is with arjuna still whatever arjuna went through his in illusion in ignorance that was a leela of the lord so that arjuna could ask some very very pertinent and relevant questions and krishna could give answers to this question not only for arjuna but for the entire mankind arjuna asked this wonderful questions in the bhagavad gita and the replies to those questions is not for arjuna but for the entire mankind had arjuna not fallen in illusion and that conversation wouldn't have happened maybe we would have been bereft of this wonderful immortal message of the gita although gita is also eternal sanatana and krishna tells that i am speaking this knowledge again to you today it is not that bhagavad gita is 5000 years old knowledge this was spoken to sun god vivaswan then to manu then to ikshvaku evam parampara praptam it was coming down in a parampara and then krishna tells because the original intent sakalena mahata because it was destroyed i am speaking that same very knowledge to you again o arjuna so in the case of arjuna what all he went through the kind of ignorance the kind of dilemma it is part of the overall plan of the lord to share this immortal message of bhagavad gita with us This question is from Chirag Prajapati will there be any difference if a devotee along with pious activities staying in a mode of passion for him if i have understood the question correctly can a devotee while doing devotional service engaging in 
serving the Lord, can he also engage in pious activities? The answer is that even if we want to, we suddenly cannot give up all our natural inclinations. We cannot give up our ignorance all of a sudden. We cannot give up our tendency, our material desires all of a sudden. So yes, if a person is engaging in pious activities, it is better than engaging in sinful activities. And slowly one should understand and discriminate the difference between pious activity and spiritual activity and try more and more to engage in spiritual activities. Otherwise, for many people, engaging in pious activity is the highest, is the most benevolent thing to do. So that we should differentiate. This question is from Ajay Raj Sharma. It is said that we came to this material world because we wanted to enjoy independent of God. How can one who is already in bliss in the spiritual world demand to enjoy away from God? It's a wonderful question, very relevant question that if a person was in the company of the Lord, how can this desire come? The answer is that Krishna has given us a free will. We are not like robots programmed to act in a particular way. Today you are attending this Gita Life session, you have chosen to attend. You have a choice. Right now you can switch off and log out from this particular channel. The choice is yours. Right now we can make a different choice. So likewise that potential, potential of misusing the free will is there. The very fact that we have got free will, although the potential is very less. They say accidents happen even on royal roads. Death happens even in countries which are replete with wonderful medical infrastructure. So because we have free will, yes, we will, there is a potential that we will misuse it and hence we come to this material world. But Krishna promises once we go back, will not come back to this material world. Somebody may say still, yes, we have the potential still, but because we have suffered so miserably in this material world and bahunam janmanam ante gyanvan maam prapadyante, after many, many lives of suffering, we have come to our senses. Then once we go back to the spiritual world, we will not come back to the material world. In Hindi, there's a saying, dud ki Jali, Billy, Chachkobi, Phuk Phuk ke piti hai. In the sense, if you put a hot, boiling hot cup of milk and the cat gets burned because of that hot boiling milk, next time you even give buttermilk, the cat will be very, very cautious and you know will be very cautious in drinking the buttermilk, which is cold. So that is the answer. <coughs> Deepak Nathwani, this is a comment from him, Lord Krishna will never forgive beef eaters. It's a fact that sinful activities we may do knowingly or unknowingly, the reaction will be there. And Krishna who is Go Brahmane Hitaya Cha, he is very very dear to the cows and the Brahmanas. So if we engage in such sinful activities, definitely we will have to suffer. So today's world is actually, a lot of people are, as I mentioned, wondering where is Lord. Actually what we are suffering is very minuscule and negligible compared to the pain we have given to the Lord by slaughtering innocent animals just for our taste buds. I think we should be suffering even more. 
This question is from Lahari. Why some people can't give up meat eating and material attachments even after reading Bhagavad Gita and being followed Bhakti for many years? As I mentioned, we have got a free will, we have a choice. Today I can very forcefully say that we should chant 16 rounds, but not everyone is ready to take it up. So every soul is at a different level of the spiritual emancipation. In fact, Arjuna asked this question to Krishna, what happens if a person treads this path but does not complete the journey and gets bewildered because of worldly mindedness, gets distracted, what happens to such a person? It can happen to any one of us. Today we are interested in Krishna consciousness, but somehow we can get swayed. So Krishna tells, he will take birth in the next life in the family of pious Brahmanas or learned Brahmanas, rich aristocracy and he will continue from where he has left in this very life. So all of us are, this life is not all in all, all of us are at different stages of our spiritual growth and some of us are, are, are very strong as far as our desire to be Krishna conscious and some of us have a very weak desire and basis that some of us want to enjoy the best of both worlds. We want to little bit of Krishna consciousness also, chant two rounds, four rounds and continue with our material activities also. All kind of people are there. This question is from Yash Gangani. When a devotee is in devotional activity, what kind of thinking should he keep? Through that, I am devoting to Krishna who will solve my problem of birth and death or my business is devotion. In fact, a devotee should not worry about solving the problem of birth and death, a devotee worry should be to always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. That should be the worry of the devotee. He should not forget the Lord and should always try to remember the Lord. That should be his concern, that should be his worry. Whether Krishna takes him back to Godhead, whether Krishna takes him to heaven or hell, the choice is left to the Lord. He is not concerned about that. In fact, what is spiritual world? A lot of people may wonder, what is spiritual world? Spiritual world is where people are all engaged in unalloyed devotion to the Lord. Serving the Lord, the Lord is in the center, everyone is glorifying the Lord. So when a devotee gets that opportunity, even in the material world, to serve the Lord, to glorify the Lord, to remember the Lord, for that devotee, even this world becomes a spiritual world. Because spiritual world means what? He is always engaged in serving the Lord, thinking of the Lord. So even the material world becomes a spiritual world for a devotee if he is always conscious of Krishna. This question is from Lahari. We can never do that. Uh, this question is Dipank Bansal. If doing pious activities will bind us to enjoy the result, it should be avoid doing pious activities. Please guide. Yes, we should not aspire to do punya with the objective of promoting to heavenly planets. Yes, we may engage in some pious activities, but we should know the difference between pious activities and spiritual activities. We should know that the bottom of the scale is impious activities, sinful activities. Better than that or higher than that is pious activities, punya, but that's not the highest. As I told, for many people, punya is the highest. 
even higher than punya is spiritual activities which is activities done in devotional service or bhakti and a devotee should aspire for that this question is from shripad shende how to ensure we are always in the state of krishna consciousness when there are so many distractions around us of maya first thing is we should be conscious that wherever we are whatever circumstances we are in it's because of our deeds in the past we have chosen we are responsible for where we are so therefore we don't blame circumstances we don't blame lord we don't blame anybody we take responsibility i am where i am because of what i have done in the past having said that just like here today we read even if one person is in hellish condition if he chants the name of the lord he gets promoted so chaitanya mahaprabhu says stane sthite wherever you are whatever circumstances you are in stane sthite be situated there and engage in devotional service of the lord the lord will help us advance will gradually help us to make the circumstances more conducive the lord will help us that material energy that maya which is pulling us down the lord will free us from the influence of maya mam evaya prapadyante mayam etam tarantite will free you from the illusory energy maya how much time will it take depends on our sincerity depends on how sincerely how eagerly we want to progress in our krishna consciousness this uma this question is from uma kumara is it possible to correlate when the sin committed may not fructify in this life as i mentioned the sin committed may have a reaction in this life may have a reaction in next life there is no point in desiring to correlate because even if we correlate the goal is not to settle down peacefully in this material world and avoid all kinds of impious activities the goal is to purify our life become a devotee of the lord and go back to the spiritual world so thank you very much it's already time